0: Hello, and welcome to the Royals Rundown podcast, the Kansas City Royals podcast in association with Inside the Royals. I am Jake Milham, and returning with me tonight is the beat of Kansas City, Lucas Murphy.
1: Lucas, rocking the fan man. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. And yes, I am rocking the mustache. I've gotten actually a lot of compliments, and uh, I like it. I like it. I'm, let me give you a real quick story on why I did it. So. Okay. I've been uh, working out a lot, been running here in Kansas City. The humidity is probably higher than the temperature, which makes the temperature extremely high. And uh, so went out and was running and 100 degrees and just sweating my face off. So I was like, you know what? I need to shave, but I don't want to take it all off. So rocking the mustache. There you go, man. And hey, look, it is all the fad right now with uh,
0: with (laughs) Miles Teller and Top Gun. Yeah. it is. I'm I'm out here in a military town, so I'm getting a lot of a lot of sideways looks now. <laughs> Although I was proudly repping this uh, subpar mustache for months before the movie,
1: so yeah, just want sure. to clarify that. <laughs> yes, you have. I mean, that you can go back and look. It, it's verified for sure. Hell yeah! Um, look, man. I
0: I wish we could sit here and talk about good movies and the (laughs) best movies of 2022. But look, we got to sit here. We got to talk about Royals a little bit. We kind of took a little bit of an impromptu break. Um, You were taking care of some things. I was under the weather, just didn't really match up, but that did give us some time to kind of sit down and reevaluate things with the Royals. Um, First, let's start off on a somewhat positive note. Uh, Lorenzo Cain, you know, getting, he, he, it sounded like a good thing. You know, rarely does it seem like getting designated for assignment, a good thing, but sound like that's what he wanted. That's what he needed. Uh, maybe mentally, maybe physically. Um, and you know, I'm all for the one day ceremonial addition of Lorenzo Kane. you know, he was huge in that world series run, but Lucas it's, like how how do you feel at this point of Lorenzo Cain's career? Like is he a, is he a Royals great? Is he just a fan favorite? Like what do you think?
1: Yeah, man, I uh first of all, I wouldn't mind them. I mean, at this point in the season, sign him and let him play. Uh I mean, let him finish it out and he's got his time and uh I think that'd be incredible. But yeah, man, I think he's a Royals great and I think he'll go down in in history as those guys that you hear Really had an impact on not only turning the organization around, but I mean, think about the highlights that he had that really like played a huge role into getting where we were in 14 and 15 and um, kind of probably, I I would say the mindset, I would, I would believe how the, the, I guess the dugout and the clubhouse really kind of handled themselves. Um, You know, he obviously wanted to get paid and uh, it, it makes sense. Uh, but yeah man I definitely believe he will be uh, marked and considered one of the best royals in history for sure and it's you know there's not a whole lot of great
0: outfielders I would say like in Royals history you know you got you got Bo Jackson um, you have a few other names out there that are escaping me right now you can flame me on social media later for forgetting <laughs> someone but um, I definitely think he's you know, top five, at least most important yeah, outfield yeah. players in Royals history. Um, you know, he was a key piece in that granky trade. He his best years coincided with the Royals' best years. I mean, he can't you just can't downplay his importance. And plus he just had that infectious positive personality, man. Um, it was it was fun seeing him out there in center field, right?
1: For sure. I think uh some of the things I always remember were his like diving sliding plays and him coming up and just the fist bumps and uh, the hustle plays I think is what I remember too is just like you know he he would get injured but it's it was because he would hustle so much and like you know natural injuries happen it wasn't because you know he was I guess lazy or whatnot but I mean Lorenzo Cain gave it all and that's the reason why you know he's grateful to get to 10 years and Uh, I think, you know, I I believe he's talked openly about, you know, retiring after this year because of just being banged up and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And you know what he got, he got to the 10 years. That's a huge mark for a major league player. Um, Very rarely, even amongst the best players is that reached. Um, And so if, if this is the last we've seen Lorenzo, that's fine. I hope they do something out of the K form. Um, But if, I don't know if things got really, really bad with the Royals and they just wanted to bring them out for, you know, however long it is, why not? Sell some tickets, make some people happy. That's all you can do right now. For sure. So now that was about, I want to say that was about the only positive thing about the Royals (laughs) in the past, you know, week or so. But honestly, the Royals, they haven't been awful. They haven't been too bad. They've been over their last 10, they've been five and five. Uh, got the series win at Oakland, you know, granted it's against the athletics, but Hey, a series win is a series win. Um, and they're up one Oh right now on the angels. I mean, Lucas, it's it's such a weird spot to be a Royals fan right now because it on paper, it looks like they've been doing good lately. But they're still 12, what twenty four and forty two. Yeah, like, it's incredible. You, yeah, it's incredibly bad. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, how, it really how is. Can't get inside it anymore?
1: Uh, I think you try to find you, you try to I guess find comb some of the things. So like, you know, when when it's bad like this, it, it's crazy as it sounds. So me and a couple buddies yesterday, obviously. Uh, they honored Juneteenth yesterday. So we had some time to go through and really evaluate, um, some of the historical seasons for the Royals. And we were going through really the, the late nineties and, and some of the early two thousands where it was like consistently 100 lost seasons. And you have to find, you know, find the bright spots, like Mike Sweeney, Joe Rando. we were looking at like Johnny Damon, Carlos Beltran, like those types of players. I think when you really look at this type of year um, you have to find those types of players. And uh, I I definitely think there's a few, Uh, I think obviously Ben attendees kind of come back to a reality, but it's still nice to, to see him play. And um, you know, for me, I always, I like seeing Jonathan Heasley take the bump and um, I'm always interested to see how the bullpens managed and who does what in the bullpen. And, Uh, so you really got to find, find those things. But, um, from a fans, like a fan fan perspective too, I I haven't heard a lot of complaints about like fireworks Friday and people going out there and actually enjoying the fireworks and stuff like that. So that's a positive for sure. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And you know what
0: we, we give, I'm still fully on the fire Cal Eldred train, but during this stretch, The pitching's actually been pretty damn good, if you ask me. Um, I'm looking at some of these stats that jump out at me. Um, And Daniel Lynch's, you know, last week, he's he's gotten 18 strikeouts over nine rate. Like, that's absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. Um, Scott Barlow hasn't allowed a hit in four innings and four appearances. Um, Even Taylor Clark's doing good. Dylan Coleman's rolling right along. I mean... It's. It just seemed like those losses the past week, the bats couldn't really get going, um, and that's seen. And you know, you're that's why there's 162 games in the baseball season. You're gonna have some off days. You're gonna have some on days, and everything in between. Um, I just don't. It's it's been looking good from the pitching. I don't think it's. I don't think it should be enough to save Eldred's job. But this is where we have to pivot to the Royals news of the past few days, is Dayton Moore's comments on Cal Eldred's quote attitude. And since then we have gotten some clarification on that quote, what was asked and how he really responded. But the thing took off like wildfire. Because it seemed like that Dayton Moore was celebrating Cal Eldred. For just his attitude alone, for his positive attitude and him showing growth when for more than 60 games this season, the Royals' fans have seen quite the opposite.
1: (laughs) Uh, Lucas, what did you think when you saw that quote? Holy smokes, man. I think uh, immediately I thought, why am I not the pitching coach for the Kansas City Royals? Because <laughs> if it's all based on attitude and uh, knowing just a little bit about pitching, then, man, I could I could go out and do that. But Oh, yeah. I, I, think, I think we have to look at it because it's a business and we have to understand that the general manager isn't going to dump on his pitching coach at this point in the year. I mean, obviously people are looking for him to, to blast him and say how bad he's doing, but then why would he have a job? So, of course, Dayton's going to stick up for his guy and say what he needs yeah. to say. Um But I think it, it – again, for Cal Eldridge, man, I think he's – he's on literally the last string of his rope. Uh I, I just – I don't understand – I mean – the, the, the biggest thing for me would be what are the, the players saying about him? I, obviously we are not going to get anything from that, but are the players getting positive responses? Are they, do they like what he provides as a coach? And, and if that's the case, if he really isn't the issue, then that translates to, again, we've talked about that where it's a front office issue and a scouting issue and the players issue. So, um, you know, it's really kind of a double-edged sword because, this team isn't good when it comes to that. So yeah. it's one or the other. And uh, one of the, one them is going to have to answer, I believe, at the end of the season. For sure. And
0: I, even though I have been, you know, all over Eldred and Dayton Moore at certain points on social media, I do wonder if the fan base as a whole just needs to see a head role. It doesn't even have to be, you know, is, is JJ Piccolo going to be the the guy who gets blamed for all this and I reacting to your face. I don't think the blame falls with him, but is that where ownership is going to place the figurative blame on them just to kind of appease the fans?
1: I just don't see how, I mean, it's his first year in the position, like given the, the, I guess the reins of that type of position, where before he was always the assistant or aiding in what, you know, is going on. I think if, if the ownership group is truly going to make a move, it would be with date more. Um, and you would start from the the head of the snake and you would work your way down. And I think um, if they, if they do any type of move, it would be that, but you know, this is where it, it becomes a challenge because I think ownership and as crazy as this sounds, Jacob, I think ownership isn't even focused about baseball. I think they're so focused on, What's going on when it comes to business and money and how to make money and generate it and what's going to be next that the product on the field right now just isn't their concern and even though they didn't make money for however long I think they're so concerned about like we talked a little bit before, uh, you know, the the World Cups coming and what are their chances of moving downtown quicker and what can that mean for the team and um, and I, I really think that's probably what they're thinking of. Like, where's the streetcar going to run by? How many bars are we going to have? Like, yeah. and you know, as fans, we're wanting a competitive baseball team and it's just, yeah, you're not getting it. And I think it's behind this, behind the scenes, I would love to be a fly on the wall just to see how a meeting goes. Like, what are they discussing? Like, just, it's going to, it would be interesting. So something that I found interesting about this weekend's
0: remarks is so J. Cola was on 6'10 this morning and Dayton Moore um was interviewed at a at a youth camp um on Sunday, I believe it was. And there's like there's a broken link between the two. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was JJ trying to cover for Dayton a little bit and it just came off a little off. Um But I'm curious if maybe there's some miscommunication going on in the front office. Maybe there's some, like like you said, either way, there are some moves going on in the front office and in the ownership that we don't know about. And frankly, that's how it's going to be as fans. We're not going to see every single move and the intent behind it. But we, we can all see that something is going on that is not being explained or, frankly, making common sense. Mm hmm. For sure. But look, I'm, I'm really going to get us before we start talking about some of the batters and the rest of this angel series. I do have to ask you a question now that we're both sporting mustaches. All right. It, it has come across my mind. So I'll say mine first, give you some time to think about it. But in TV and movies and real life, what do you
1: think? Who do you think has the best mustache? All right. Yeah, for me, this one's easy. I'll let you go first and we might oh, have the boy. same answer. Okay. I'm so, going go, go, to go ahead. Go ahead. Oh my gosh. All right. So mine from a
0: movie, uh major league, you've seen that, right? Yeah. So, um, I, I had to look him up because I couldn't say his last name, right? John Vukovic. Yeah. The, uh, he was the Yankees batter. <laughs> yeah. With that big, with that big old yeah. bar right there, yeah. that's that, that's what I want, man. That's what I want at some point in my life. That's my favorite. Uh, but hey, you already have
1: your answer, man. So I'm excited to hear this, Tom Selleck. Oh, there it is, the original. Yeah, man, Tom Tom Selleck for sure. I, although you know, as crazy as it is, I Goose honestly had a had a pretty sick mustache in oh, yeah. uh, Tom, in Top Gun. I like yeah. that, and. and uh I'm trying to think of the guy that plays, he's very old, uh, plays in a lot of Western movies. He was recently in, um, 1883. Oh and, uh, man. His is like a, a broom, man. It's just, it's massive. Like over, over like you don't even see his lip. Like it's just yeah. a mustache. So, well, you know, um, Sam Elliott has, that's it. That's
0: I, it. That's Sam Elliott. That's who it Sam is. I, I haven't yep. seen 1883 yet. So I couldn't yeah. tell you yeah, that yeah, He outlet. always has a luscious mustache, man.
1: Good lands.
0: <laughs> so i I had to I had to ask because there is so I can't grow hair right here underneath my nose. If you can't <laughs> see like this has been about six months worth of work. Yeah. So it, it was it was looking a little sketchy there for a while. <laughs> like, you, you've seen the progress.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was always nervous of mine because mine was always super thin. And I never looked like when I was in high school, It you would have thought someone sketched it with a pencil. Cause like, <laughs> I just, I would feel confident with this one. It's not super special, but I'm good with it. There you go. Hey, just keep on growing it out. Keep it trimmed. You'll be good to go. Yep.
0: I do. I do have one more that I have to point out. Um, The, the, the guy from Rocky plays uh, Creed.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Apollo Creed. Yeah, I I don't know why like
0: that mustache. I can't see the character or like that actor's face without that mustache. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just a sign of the times probably, but hey, I I like it. We're all about mustaches here on the podcast. Uh you uh I gotta keep it within military grooming standards. So yeah. We can't let it, can't let it go past the lip. Ugh, so it's so annoying, man. So annoying. <laughs> but hey, it is what it is. Let's uh, we we'll, now that we're fully off course. Let's <laughs> jerk that wheel back over here real fast and talk about some more Royals
1: baseball. Um, hey, real real quick, because now ahead. we will it will be Royals related. Didn't Mike Muse, Mike Musina? Didn't he have? Not, who am I thinking of? Our our old coach, like. Musino oh, who was that dang what was his name? Well, as, as you can hear me typing away. Yeah. It, he had a pretty mean mustache too. And if you really go back and look too, uh, Trey Hillman. Trey Hillman can grow a thick mustache. I do remember Trey Hillman's. Yeah, Trey Hillman's was insane. Did, was Why was it, I think of no? Mike? Mike Musino was a pitcher for for the Yankees. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? Um, Muser. Tony Muser. Are you sure? Yeah. You know who
0: else had a pretty good mustache?
1: Tony Pena. Yeah, Tony Pena was was pretty nice. Gosh, when he would get mad, that thing would go to town. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was Tony Muser.
0: Man, here, let, let me look up a... Because I am drawing a blank on... On that mustache! Oh my gosh! Yes. (laughs) Oh yes, that is. I don't know what's better, his mustache (laughs) when he was with the Royals, or his mustache from when he was on the Orioles in the (laughs) seventies. Oh my word! Yeah, that's a a pretty like it fits him. Like there's just mustaches that fit people. That definitely does. But, hey, look Look at that. Look at you doing a segue trying to bring us back to Royals baseball with mustaches. I like it. We'll have to, you know, we'll just sit down. And we'll rank um, Royals facial hair one day. It, Bye. Yeah, Bye.
1: for sure. <laughs> Jose Lima's number one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Remember, he dyed it, like, neon. It was, like, almost, like, bleached blonde, like, everything. Yeah, poor, his mustache, his goatee, fellow. his hair. Like, that was nuts.
0: It was. Uh, it... I didn't like it, but hey. <laughs> um, Anywho's back to the Royals' West Coast road trip that they're going on right now, <laughs> you know, because mustaches fit in on the West Coast out there. <laughs> but uh, but look, Lucas talked about more about the positives of this team right now. The fact is that with a win tonight against the Athletics, the Royals can clinch a winning record for this road trip as a whole. So like I I think that's pretty I think that's a good positive to look at the remaining um remaining series. But I don't know, man. It's just just a weird time to be following the team. I'm over here losing sleep trying to watch a Royals game because they don't start till nine forty five out here
1: when they're on the West Coast. I mean, are you losing sleep for a Royals game at this point? Honestly, man, no. I uh when it gets to to that time, I just turn it off. So, Ugh, and that's, that's usually not, that's usually not who I am or how I am, but I think that's my way of, I guess, protesting a little bit. Um, yeah. because I'm such a diehard baseball fan, man. I mean, you you guys know that. And, uh, the, the college world series was going on and, and it is still going. And, uh, I mean, I just, I'm so hooked to it. And it's just, for me, that's a way to be like, ah, the Royals aren't doing, or, are satisfying. So I'm going to watch something else. Yep. yeah, And I, um, so this plays in a little bit to you talking about
0: protesting. So during the giant series, um, they were announcing the attendance stats and mm-hmm. the giant series for the most part was during the week. If I recall correctly, I think it was a, I think it was a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday series. And so the last game was on a Thursday afternoon. And they drew more than 25,000 fans out to the ballpark. Yeah. And like, that would be an amazing turnout for any Royals game at at this point. Um, You know, thankfully the Royals turnout isn't as bad as the athletics um, who are having historic numbers, but if it weren't for the athletics, the Royals would
1: probably have one of the worst attendance in the league. (laughs) Yeah, man. I'm telling you if they did if they didn't shoot fireworks on Friday it would be so bad. Yeah. It really would. It would be awful because I think a lot of fans go out there to to enjoy family and then watch fireworks and if they get to, you know, watch baseball obviously but the, the intent is fireworks if they didn't shoot fireworks holy smokes. Look, I'm still fully on board with the seven game
0: series between the Kansas City Monarchs and the Kansas City Royals. And loser has to leave
1: town because the Monarchs are on absolute fire right now, dude. They are fun. Well, speaking of that real quick. So I actually live um, within like maybe six, seven minutes from there. And that's actually where, you know, I I did a groundskeeping for a while. And um, man, I tell you, driving past there all the time. I feel like there's like it's a packed house every time that they play. It's, it truly is. It's, there's the parking lot is completely full. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then you can drive by the stands, even though it's 101. Yeah. Well, so have you, so on social media, I know they're really big on
0: TikTok, but you know, that kind of bleeds out into the other social media platforms. Have you seen the stuff on the Savannah Bananas? Yes. And so when the, when the bananas went to Kansas city and mm-hmm. vice versa, that is an absolutely electric atmosphere 100%. and it's a fun base. It's just a fun baseball game. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know right around the corner, we got a, uh, we have a team that plays the bananas like twice a year. Mm-hmm. And even there, like their fans aren't there, but they still keep up with some of the antics and they just make it fun for the fans and losing baseball, losing baseball with all these unwritten rules and all these old Kaji folks just trying to trying to gatekeep it in a sense, you know, it just doesn't make it fun for the average fan. So right now I'm hearing about folks who can't give away tickets
1: yeah, man, I, I'd be interested to, to to hear like what people have to say about, the, you know, how their season tickets are going. Are they enjoying? I mean, you know, Kevin's got season tickets. Is he still, I mean, yeah. I know, we know how he loves baseball and how much he loves the Royals, but like, is he ever just like, man, I don't want to go tonight or does he dread it? Or like, man, I, I'm tired from work today. Maybe just not tonight. I'd be I'd be curious. For sure. And... You know, we've we talked about it several times before.
0: They had this whole promotion going on where you could pay $30 to get to all the all the games. It's not even worth it then because you got to pay $30 just to park at each game. Man, you got to got carpool or something with eight, eight other people just to make it worth your while.
1: It, seriously, man. I mean, it's it's been crazy. I I remember when I was a kid and I would go out there when I first started driving and was able to go to Royals games and it was like seven to 10 bucks. And it was just like, and then you would get a seven to $10 ticket. So you'd spent maybe $30 total when you go to a game that like you just said, that's the parking alone now. And that's just incredible.
0: And you know what? You you can blame it on on inflation. You can blame it on, you know, just trying to upkeep things. But when 80 percent of the fans that are going to Kauffman for a game, they're already paying taxes on it. They're already, you know, a lot of their other periphery things are going into funding for the Royals in a sense. Not, you know, they're not. You, you know what I mean? Mm hmm and you have all these additional costs on top, people are gonna go, especially now things are tight, man. And I really think, and this is where we'll get back a little bit more to the Royals. I really think that the upcoming home series against the athletics and the Rangers are gonna show ownership where the fans are at and hopefully kind of hit them where it hurts You know, if we have, let's say, I think it's really possible, let's say over that six-game series, there's less than 100,000
1: fans that come out, that's going to hurt, especially when they already took a discount. I think uh, with this coming up, though, you got to factor in that 4th of July is going to be... That's true. um, And that's usually, no matter what, that's kind of a big time for, for baseball and really fans anyways, so they head out there, so... I could imagine that that Sunday Monday game will probably be pretty pretty full. If okay. not, then yeah, one hundred percent, man. If they don't, because that's usually a big big time for Kansas City baseball. Like the Monarchs put on a big show. Obviously, Kansas City, the Royals put on a big show. So um, if they don't get a turnout, then then yeah, something is definitely definitely uh some some light bulbs are going to be turning on in somewhere. For sure. Well, hey, man, we've almost hit our
0: time limit, but I do have to say there are some other things that we probably should have talked about on this podcast we'll talk about next time. Bally um, Sports, they got their new streaming service coming out. Like, how does that look for fans and stuff? The draft is right around the corner. So, you know, what What are we thinking there? Um, I'm seeing things all over the place. All over. High, high school pitcher, college outfielder, everything in between, man. It is... The Royals are really a wild card at number nine overall. And then we haven't talked about him for weeks on his own. Vinny Pasquantino, man, he is still working there in Omaha. So we're, we're probably due for a little checkup on, on Italian breakfast.
1: I thought you were going to say Carlos Santana. <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Hold on. I, I got to. I'm going to say this because I was surprised about it. I was surprised. So the last seven days, oh, I, I, can't believe, I can't believe I'm saying this. So four games, Carlos Santana has a 273 batting average <laughs> and a 739 OPS. That OPS over that stretch is good for fourth on the team.
1: <laughs> That's a small okay. sample size, Jacob. We got to throw that out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? If I'm talking about small sample sizes, I'm going to look at old Ryan O'Hearn right now with his 1.5 OPS, the pinch-hitting god, Ryan O'Hearn. Oh, God. Four, what is it, Uh 4A player? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Four games is a season. Anyways, anyways. <laughs> Lucas,
1: I know you're busy, man. Are you putting out any content right now? No, man, I'm taking it easy. Uh, okay father's day. Um, I'm really trying to get into really good physical shape. So I recently just joined a CrossFit gym and, um, we're, we're super busy at work. Uh, so yeah, i really kind of put the content on hold, which it, to be honest with you, man, it, it's been kind of nice. It's refreshing. Yeah. And I think every once in a while you need that recharge. So sure. yeah, just kind of been, uh, putting it on hold and spending a lot of quality time with family and that's kind of what my summers usually consist of, so can't complain about that. Well, good,
0: good. If, if folks just wanted to support you or follow along with uh, your current season of life, where could they follow you on social media?
1: The Beat of KC. Uh, yeah, yeah, honestly, I still, I try to get on there as much as possible. Um, and, you know, I every once in a while I'll get messages and I'll, I'll respond. So, yeah, check me out on uh, The Beat of KC. All right. You can always follow the podcast at Royal Rundown
0: Pod. Um, I know I've not been great about putting content on there. My uh, my work put a restriction on Twitter on the work computer. So it's uh, it's a little tough, but I am making it work. (laughs) Of course, this is Jake Milham. You can follow me on Twitter at J Uh, I should be, you know, fingers crossed Jordan Foote will get to it tonight. I should be having an article coming out on the proficiency of Ryan O'Hearn's pitch hitting. Oh, yeah. So that is uh, I was not expecting to be writing about Ryan O'Hearn in June. But here we are. There you go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Lucas, thank you again for coming on tonight. Always a pleasure, man, to catch up. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. And until next time, go Royals.